Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal, home, and auto, or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Marcus Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades, finding their customers, their friends, exactly the right insurance at the best possible price. And they take care of that policy throughout. Plus, they give back to the community like the 19,000-plus that was uh, donated through the Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio on this Tuesday. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. It's a great time to buy. A lot of people are buying vehicles. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great to have you with us on the show today. Neil Kulong will come along, talk about the Steelers and the NFL. Uh, in a little bit, uh, we also will have on the show Merrill Reese Thursday, plus our high school, our first high school football roundtable of the year. Now, is Shikalemi playing? Yep, Friday? at Central Mountain, right here on WKOK. So is, uh, let me guess, uh, George Gipp is coming out of the deathbed to... <laughs> no he is here all ready to go but the chief will join us on Thursday for the round table why the other guy's not busy <laughs> evidently he says he is so he's giving it to the chief well that's just for show oh, Roger I'm really busy <laughs> I got a lot to do I can't do it <laughs> Well, he's that busy, he should have somebody else do the game. I, 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 you know, if you're that busy, maybe you need the extra three hours, you know, to take care of busy and not do the game. I'm just throwing this out here. This is We're like brainstorming in a conference room. All right, maybe we're just storming in the conference room. We're not using our brains at all. I don't have no idea. <laughs> is that game home, by the way, or is that 
Nope, that is at Central Mountain. Okay, so it's at Central Mountain. So let me let me ask this in a serious vein now. All kidding aside, they're going. To, you're allowed now. I guess what restaurants in the state are going to get to go to twenty fifty percent uh, on the twenty first? Correct. Only if you self certify to following strictly following the guidelines and orders yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I just found out yeah, if yeah, you don't comply to that, you have to stay at twenty five percent. I just found that out from the DCED not too long ago. What does that mean? So basically, it's it's a if you you're basically doing it in a publicly self-certifying that yes you're gonna you're gonna do have masking you're gonna follow the all the different orders that we've been talking about and guidelines this whole entire time since all this started and it goes on a database online that consumers can access and look for a local establishment they want to go to and if they're on there then the consumer can say oh okay I feel comfortable I can go yeah but everywhere I've gone's done that. There isn't right. a single place I've gone. There isn't a single place I've gone to that hasn't been doing that already. This and essentially just puts you on the record, so to speak, right. on, and, or and you my, can't go to fifty percent. And Kathy and I have talked about this. In other words, you, you know, like you know, why so meticulous? Is it because anybody from the state can walk in at any point and go, "Hey, you're not you're not meeting the twenty five percent guideline, or you're not meeting the mask guideline." These people are trying to stay open. They're trying to stay open, so I mean, everybody's already doing it anyway. That's that's no big deal. And somehow, some way, as businesses over the years, they somehow got this far without certain people. All right, so uh, how they ever did that, I have no idea. <laughs> it's amazing. How we all get this far? Wow. Now we're getting all that help. All right. Um, the uh, I just want to get very quickly one quick note because yesterday would have been the final game of the season for State College of Williamsport. It was going to be played at Medley Field, Lebron Park. Uh, obviously, there was no season, but yesterday, being Labor Day, was the last regular season game scheduled. A week from today, the affiliation between the Phillies and the Cutters runs out and the affiliation between the Cardinals and the Spikes run out. That's a week from today. The agreement overall between minor league baseball and major league baseball is expiring in 22 days, three weeks from tomorrow. And you can expect that to run out with no agreement. That's the way I'm guessing. And then eventually, some point in October, there'll be an agreement. That'll be put forward, or at least a plan that's being put forward. Rob Manfred does not just want to be the commissioner of Major League Baseball. He wants to be the commissioner of baseball. They want to take the office in St. Petersburg. They want to move it to Park Avenue. They want to centralize it. They want to uh, you know, cut down on the number of, of um, minor league teams, trying to be cost efficient, uh, which will save each team about $900,000. In a $10.8 billion industry, each team will save $900,000. Wow. Obviously, the old system was working terribly. See, you can get away with stuff like this when you're not, when you, we have people that A, don't read, and B, or, or only read headlines, and B, can't add. This is where Major League Baseball gets stuck when you have people who A, read, and B, can add. 
Sorry, I mean, I know it sounds harsh, but guess what? Reality's reality. So we will find out more about that in, boy, let's say, um, uh, I'd say we'd, we'll, maybe six weeks we'll have answers on that. Somewhere in six weeks. Because I mean, you have to, at some point, you have to tell the towns and the organizations whether you're in or out. So you can start preparing as to what to do for next year. So you can't let it go too far. I mean, now, now's not the point yet. That's why I gave you the dates as to, you know, affiliations run out in eight days. Or check it. Affiliations run out in seven days a week from today. Overall agreement runs out in 22 days, three weeks from tomorrow. And you go from there. Uh, then I would say, let's see, the Major League Baseball season has, what, 19 days left in it? So it ends the 27th. Somehow, some way, they made it, huh? Boy, I don't know how they did it, but somehow they made it. Despite all the... The worst the worst way to manage anything is by panic. And the worst thing to write about anything is in panic. They should shut it down. Just calm down. Okay. Somehow, someway, they made it. Don't know how they did it. So far, college football's been played. I don't know how they're doing it. Now I'm going to get to this. I'm not ready to talk about the Big Ten just yet. We'll get to that before this is over with in this opening. I'm going to give you a story, and then I'm going to tell you a story about three people that I have immense respect for their opinions. Immense respect. They have been successful, all three of them, at everything they've tried. Yeah, they haven't been perfect, but they've been successful at everything they've done. And their opinions over the years I've respected and I've always wanted to hear their opinions. Okay, So I'm going to tell you this first, the news story, and then I'm going to follow up the news story by then telling you a story about these three. And, you know, okay? The news story is this. It came out on... Uh, Saturday, that Indiana basketball is pausing their workouts. Right there in the old headline, Indiana IU hoops pauses workouts. Really? Okay. The field hockey, men's soccer, and wrestling also halting workouts. Okay. Why is that a story? That's not a story. Field hockey, men's soccer, uh, they've had their seasons pushed back to the spring. Wrestling, they don't know when they're starting, but they don't start their season until late November. And... Indiana basketball cannot have formal 
on the court workouts, like like full blown practices. I mean, they can do individual workouts and so forth right now, but no practices. The earliest they could would be September 29th, although a week from tomorrow, the NCAA will announce what it intends to do with the basketball season, with the lean seeming toward November 25th to start, which will be October 13th or 14th to begin practice. The fact that they paused workouts to be honest with you, is irrelevant. It's September 8th. Under what they're going to talk about next Wednesday, okay, the earliest they could even start would be three weeks from today. All right? Three weeks is the earliest they can actually start. And in all likelihood, it's probably going to be five weeks. It's a, it's a non-story. What does it matter? It's like when I when, remember when I when Iowa had to pause workouts in August. You're like, okay, they have to pause workouts. Okay, it's, all right. It's not really a story. Okay, I was not playing basketball till November. We're like coming up with stories that just aren't stories. Which then brings me to my three friends. These three guys. I'm not going to get into who it is. We're having lunch a little more than a month ago. And sitting there and I'm talking with them. And they said, hey, we really feel bad, you know, kind of feel bad for you. And I said, well, what do you mean? I said, what, because of the shows? Yeah, I said, what about things to talk about? I said, I got plenty to talk about. They said, no, not that. We know you can always come up with something to talk about. That's, That's not the issue. But we know you do a lot of reading to get ready to do these things. He said, and all three of them looked at me and all almost in the same time said, we don't even bother looking at the news anymore. We don't bother watching it. We don't bother reading it. We don't bother listening to it. All three of them said that. These are three people whose opinions are, who are well-read, intelligent, stayed ahead of the trends kind of guys, okay, have been successful. And they have now given up on listening to the news, reading the news, or watching the news. Now, I've waited a long time to tell that story. But every time you turn around, you'll get some story like this that, in the big scheme of things, is irrelevant. Indiana pauses workouts amid positive COVID-19 tests within athletic programs. They're not playing. They're not even formally like into preseason practice yet. Okay, was it supposed to panic everybody? This is why they've stopped reading stuff. This is why they've stopped listening to stuff. This is why they've stopped watching stuff. Over and over and over again. And it's all about headlines. I was talking last week about what happened with Dr. Sebastianelli. Okay? What did national outlets do with what Dr. Sebastianelli? They took the headline. They didn't read the story. 
They didn't go back and watch what he actually had to say. They took the headline. We've become headline readers. And most of the headlines are not accurate or are irrelevant. And these three guys, believe me, if you sat down at the table with these three guys, you'd be spending your time doing a lot of listening. A lot of listening. Because guess what? These are three smart guys who have succeeded and made it in life. And they don't want to listen to it or watch it anymore. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right. Uh, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. Finding exactly the right insurance for their friends and neighbors, their customers, whom they care. I mean, you're, you're not a client to them. You're, you know, they, they're trying to take care of you because, look, that's how you get long-term business. You get long-term business because people figure out right away you care. Whether it's auto, home, life, business. Really, these are the people I, tur- I turn to. I mean, Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great product lines. Great product lines. Maybe pre-owned. Maybe it's budget, but maybe it's also preference. Well, they go through all their pre-owned inventory with a fine-tooth comb. And a service department that takes care of that purchase for the life. I mean, I, I mean, and I don't mean a, a big deal. I mean, routine maintenance. Every 3,000 miles, you want to get an oil change, they're right there, take care of it. I mean, with a number of other things that they do. All right. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. A Penn State football practicing again today. So I'll tie together what I talked about with minor league baseball. Look, at some point, minor league baseball has to find out from the majors, A, who's playing next year with affiliated teams and what, so they can start making plans. At some point, you have to, you have to do that. So I'm, I'm thinking within six weeks here we'll have some sort of answer or at least more answers six weeks from now than won't be had, and no later than November 1st. Because you have to let people know at some point. You know, are you going to be an affiliated team? Are you going to be a Dream League team? Are you going to be independent? Are you going to be out of business? And you may have a number of franchises in minor league baseball just through financial attrition not making it. I mean, even let's take what might be the most successful minor league franchise. That's Sacramento. I mean, they average like 14000 a game. I mean, they get big crowds. They make money, the whole deal. Look, I mean, it has not been a fun trip for them this summer. Now, they'll make it. No getting around it. I mean, Redding will make it. Lehigh Valley will make it. Altoona will make it. They'll, they'll make it. And there are others that are wondering. 
But the question is going to be for some is that maybe they make the cut line, and guess what? The financially, they can't give it a go. You're going to find that will happen in some cases. So they, at some point, Major League Baseball and the minors need to come to some sort of agreement. And then they have to let the franchises and the towns know what's the deal so everybody can start planning. Yesterday was supposed to be the final game of the regular season for the cutters and the spikes. That means they've now gone a year since they played a game, which now transitions over to the Big Ten. Let's get to the Big Ten. I completely respect how hard... Um, and by the way, uh, one quick note, Pat O'Connor, who's the president of minor league baseball, has announced his retirement. All right, 13 years he ran it, by the way. So out of nowhere, Pat O'Connor, who runs who's been uh, the president of minor league baseball, uh, announced his retirement today. He was with minor league baseball for 28 years, 13 as the president. Now, he had been reelected to serve a four-year term last December, but his retirement's going to be effective December 31st. So now we've talked about how the miners and towns need to know some answers here within the next six weeks or so, thereabouts, somewhere within that time frame, or no later than November 1st. I mean, you need to know. Well, it's the same thing I want to say this about the Big Ten. Their committee on protocols is working very hard, and they're working every day on it to get the protocols in place. And also at the same time, they're doing a lot of work on the testing element. Can they get testing in place that is accurate, quick, and affordable. Sandy Barber and I discussed this on the show Thursday night about the importance of the three. Now, accuracy is the number one part. And supposedly these new saliva tests, from what I'm reading, in the testing of the test, they've shown to be 85 to 92% reliable. Interesting. Which then brings up how quick they claim that test is 15 minutes, Cost-effective, they claim uh, it's $5 a test. Well, if that's accurate on all three counts, that's a wow, and that is something that is a changer in a lot of ways. Because you want as much testing as possible. You can test the morning of a game. Everybody's cool. Now, so far, college football, yeah, TCU-SMU's been postponed. Yeah, LSU's had to go through some practices with fewer players. Yeah, Auburn's had to go through some practices with fewer players. But 
for the most part. Um, college football so far has gone off fine. No issue. At some point, though, with all the hard work that's put in by those on the medical protocol side, it's a lot of hard work, it's taken a lot of energy, and they deserve a lot of our, just a tremendous amount of respect because they were really working hard. I mean, Sandy was throwing out terms on the show, and she stopped and says, Steve, can you believe how much I know now about this? And it is. She's right. It's amazing. But at some point, in the next, I think in the next, let's say, 10 days or so, I think they have to tell everybody what they're going to do. These players are out. Penn State's practicing. It's scheduled to practice again today. I think they're practicing right now, as a matter of fact. And James still has not done the uh, let's bring them all together yet. He's still doing a blue group and a gray group. And at some point you have to tell them what they're practicing for. Are you practicing for, okay, everybody, we're practicing, but we're not going to play till January. Okay. Hey, we're practicing, uh, but we're going to play Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, okay. Hey, we're practicing, we're going to try and ramp up in October. Oh, okay, here we go. But at some point, they have to let the coaches know, the student-athletes know, the staff know, the fans at some point, yeah, it's been it's been now four weeks. It was four weeks ago today. So that means it'll be one month on Friday. At some point, and again, maybe with all the hard work they put in on the protocols, with all the hard work they put in trying to find the kind of testing I'm talking about, maybe they're not quite there yet. I completely understand that because this is a difficult twisting, winding road you know, that Sandy and Barry Alvarez have been working very hard at. At some point, though, there has to be a point in here in the next week to 10 days where you feel like let everybody know what you're going to try to do. What are you going, what do you intend to do? What do you want to do with it? doesn't mean it's etched in stone. But set out what the goal is. Where are you going with this? What's the goal? Because after a while, everybody's looking at each other and saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better, I'm getting better, I'm working every day, I'm practicing to get better, but what am I getting better for? When? And you know it goes back to what I said minor league baseball. Minor league baseball teams need to plan for 2021. They need to know, you know, what are we? Are we an independent team? Are we a dream league team? Are we an affiliated team? What are we working toward? How many dates do we have? When does the season start? How many promotions do I have to put together? Do I have to put together... 60 for 120 game season? Do I have to put together 70 for 140 game season? What, do I, what am I putting it together for? 
And everybody has to know these things to give them the best chance to have success after a summer where they had nothing. Well, same thing with college with the college football student athlete. You know, they're going to school, they're doing these practices, but I think at some point they need to find out, okay, okay what am I working toward? When you're in the off season, you're you know, Penn, you know, let's take Penn State for example. You're in the off season, winter program. Then when you come back in June after the after everything was paused, you were working toward the idea you were starting September 5th. Then in early August, the the revised schedule came out. You're still working toward September 5th, and you're told six days later, okay, you're not playing at all. Right? They want to know what they're working toward. Obviously, the fans want to know, too. It's as simple as that, but I think at some point, I mean, it would help in some small way if Kevin Warren sat down and did a press conference, answered some questions, and even if he didn't have all the information, he could at least update everybody on where it stands. But he doesn't do that. And he has not come off well in interviews because I don't think he's comfortable in interviews. And you know what? And not everybody is. Some people never get comfortable interviewing. Some people don't. Look, just don't do it. I mean, I think some of you may find this to be, like, maybe surprising. But... I, mean, I think a lot of people know that there are many people that are not comfortable public speaking. And you know who was one? It's my father. Oh, my father had to take had to take a course in it because he won. He he ran for district governor for the Lions Club in Connecticut, and he won. By the way, and you know, my dad away from the microphone was you know funny, engaging, the whole deal, right? Boy, if he had to get up and make a speech, oh, my goodness. It just wasn't his deal. Away from it, he was great. But he had to overcome it. Uh, I'm not saying Kevin Warren's like that, but he has not come off well in interviews. But he needs to, I think, have a press conference here at some point. And I would think, like, even if, even if to say, hey, they're working on it, we're getting closer, um, you know, we're... We're hoping to know maybe and you know and give a time frame and, and keep it as a loose time frame, but you got to talk at some point. I mean, you have you have to you have to let people know it's because people are wondering what's going on. Well, it's part of his responsibility in some way, in some way, shape, or form to update everybody on what's going on. So instead of having this endless rounds of speculation. At least you can sit there, answer some questions, and then go from there. But it's he's done a couple of selected interviews, but that doesn't get anything done. And again, you can tell he's not comfortable doing it. It's just, you know, and so I'm not going to criticize him for that because very few people are comfortable doing that. But at this point, the conference has to do a better job of communicating with its teams its fan bases, its media partners. They've got to do all of that. Instead of having everybody guessing with endless rounds of speculation 
that are taking us nowhere fast. Now, maybe you feel differently about it. If you do, and give it a call and do that. And the, just so you know, the voice of Shikalimi football will be safely ensconced in the booth along with Kevin Hur. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the chief. Friday nights, is it Central Mountain? Yep, at Central Mountain. And then we got Sealands Grove at Milton, Lewisburg, and Central Columbia. Wow. Full night. Mm hmm. WKOK will have, uh, obviously, the uh, game between Central Mountain and Shikalimming. Uh Will Eagle 107 have Sealands Grove? Yep, and the Valley will have Lewisburg again this year. The Valley will have, okay. Valley of Lewisburg. Because I'm only asking about that because of the Phillies. That's why. Yes. Um, I think they're still working out the Phillies conflicts. There's going to be a lot of conflicts coming up with football, with the Eagles and the Steelers, too. So they're working on that. All right. We'll take a break. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When other dealers can't get what you want, Sunbury Motors Hyundai is going strong. While others are leaving you in the cold, the deals at Sunbury Motors Hyundai are heating up with a sizzling start to September. Sunbury Motors Hyundai is committed to selling 20 new Hyundais by September 14th. Just listen to these deals. 2020 Hyundai Elantras starting at only 17.5. 2020 Konas as low as 21.642. 2020 Tucson's from just 22.5. The deals are hotter than the inside of your mask. And SMC has the vehicles you want in stock now. Remember, all new Hyundais come with America's best warranty. 10 years, 100,000 mile powertrain, and 5 years, 60,000 mile base warranty. See why we say, if you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. They're doing whatever it takes to sell 20 new Hyundais by the 14th during the sizzling start to September. Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Sunbury So now the big story is the fact that Luke can now say a word. That is correct. So that was the big development from the long weekend. And the first word was suit. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Where did he come up with that? Where, where did that come from? Suit. That's a good question. Man. I mean, I was wearing one this weekend at a wedding we had to go to, but... I mean, I know that he's a frequent listener of the show, so maybe one of the 200 times in the show I mentioned him. <laughs> Actually, his first word is up. Correct. No mystery about what he wants there. Yeah. Exactly. He, he wants to be picked up by mom and dad. There you go. Uh, I last night's game between Navy and BYU was obviously a blowout, and the worst case scenario for Navy was that BYU got up in the game early. Navy wants to run the ball; they want to control the ball; they want to control the clock. 
and could do none of that. But I don't know whether it was having a blowout or the constant shots of nobody in the stands. But there's no noise except on the sideline. And there's nothing the TV people can do about it. Look, I know TV dictates so much. They dictate start times, the whole deal. All right? But nobody outside of the people who run these events, the teams, the athletic departments, whatever, after them, nobody wants a crowd more than they do because, again, the ambience. Hey, it's the whiteout. Let's look at this place at Beaver State. Listen to this crowd here. That's a big part of what they're doing and part of the ambiance of sports. And the. And I'm watching the Navy game last night, and it's just, I know it's a, I know it's, it's a blowout, so I've got that part. But it was so flat. I mean, one thing about the, that the NHL does has always done a great job of the NHL. Yeah, you can have the crowds there and so forth. It's exciting. But the NHL has done a lot with on-ice mics, goal mics, and so forth, where when you're watching a hockey game, you're hearing a lot of Nat sound even when there's a sellout crowd. So you feel like you're not missing as much. But you're watching other sports, baseball, the NBA, this college football game. The ambiance that is so important is just completely missing, and it's bringing with it one flat broadcast after another, and it's not the announcer's fault.